For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, I am Matt Williamson. Let's talk piggybacking off yesterday and you know just came out. Defensive depth chart. We went over the offense yesterday. I think the depth chart came out Sunday. I get my days mixed up, I'll be honest. I mean training camp is groundhog day to nobody's no nobody's business. That's great. We are more than halfway through. But we got preseason game coming Friday. You know, they'll be traveling Thursday. So there's names you need to know, and depth chart, I think, is a great way just to kind of mention every name out there. Defense is going to be a little more complex, grayer, I guess, than the offense. But let's start with the big guys. Um, Real quick, depth worries me more on defense than offense, but the defensive front is loaded, and it is deep. So that is really encouraging. We'll start here with the nose tackle depth chart. Montrevis Adams has had a good camp, and as this right this minute is holding on to the nose tackle stop top job. I don't know for long. I'm not sure if he'll make the team, but he is what he is. He's not a bad player. He's not having a bad camp. I prefer Brayden Fajoko, who's second on this list. I think he's more stout, less upfield. And Adams' pass rush to me isn't enough to differentiate the two, but they're still doing battle. We know Keanu Benton is going to make the team, and he's very impressive in person. Right now, he's only listed as the third nose tackle. Doesn't mean a thing to me. I mean, that's more of just a rookie disclaimer to me. I think when they have two defensive tackles on the field, which is a lot, a lot, a lot, 70% of the time, more than that, he will be either first guy in, or right there with Liao as first guy in, plus potentially your starting nose. Jonathan Marshall was listed as the fourth team nose, which you would think, oh, that guy's got no chance. Fourth team nose tackle? They're only going to keep one or two. Well, he also plays a lot of end and D tackle and is not a throwaway name. I mean, he was a decent prospect coming out of college. Marshall probably ends up on Steelers practice squad or a practice squad, but he could be an NFL player. I I mean, I think he will play NFL snaps probably this year as well. They they call him DNs, D tackles, whatever, but they call Hayward a D tackle and Ogan Joby a D end. It's, you know, it's whatever, you know, it's however you want to say it. But anyways, Hayward is of course a starter. Loudermilk is behind him. Armand Watts is behind him. I think Watts has been a little more impressive than Loudermilk, but I think they're basically two two dogs for one bone. You know, you really only want to keep six defensive linemen, maybe seven. Remember, those guys don't help you on punt team, punt return, kickoff, kick, kick return. So Watts, they gave a little bit of money to. I'd probably give him the edge over Loudermilk, but that's an interesting conversation. 
Watts kind of rem- reminds me of like a Chris Wormley type. And if he's your last guy on the roster as opposed to your fourth D lineman, as Wormley often was, it just shows the depth. Now, the DN spot, which again is barely different, if at all, from the Hayward spot, is Ogan Joby backed up by Liao, backed up by Manny Jones. You know, Liao's missed a little more time than you like, but there's no reason to really worry about him. Like I said with Benton, I think he's first guy off the bench or fighting Benton when they're in two defensive linemen, you know, which is a ton. Manny Jones is someone to watch in the preseason, though. I mean, he's made plays. Guys like Manny Jones and Jonathan Marshall are decent, really good preseason fourth quarter types, you know, and they're probably better than that. They're borderline NFL players. So, again, lots of depth here. Um, on the edge is great, great depth. I mean, obviously, TJ's the left outside linebacker, Highsmith's the right. What I've noticed is I don't think Marcus Golden has lined up at right outside linebacker. Let me get that straight. Yeah, it's, I was getting my left and rights mixed up there for a minute. But I think he's predominantly been on one side where Nick Herbig, who they have is Highsmith's backup and Golden is Watts' backup, on paper at least, has done more of both. All four of those guys are making the team. It's a really good foursome of edge guys. The best we've seen, to be honest with you. I mean, haven't had the third and fourth guys nearly as good as Golden and Herbig of late. And boy, they could have used either, but especially Golden last year. I just wonder if Golden would flop. You know, Watt picks himself out of games more than Highsmith does. Is Golden the first guy off the bench no matter what? Or is he one side only? That's what I'm trying to figure out. And we'll see in games, of course. Something to look at. Quincy Roche is still in the mix. And David Perilous has also made some plays. I could see Perilous landing on the practice squad. What I don't know is how much are they valued on special teams, the two of them. Roche also makes plays. I could see both those guys being fourth quarter forces, you know what I mean, in the, in the uh, preseason. So don't sleep on Quincy Roche or Perilous. I don't know that you can afford to keep five of these outside guys, though. The inside's a little sticky, too. Right now, it's Cole Holcomb backed up by Quan Alexander. Tanner Muse is the third guy, where... The other inside spot is a Landon Roberts blocked, backed up by Mark Robinson, backed up by Chappelle Russell, Russell. And this is alarming. Nick Kiewikowski is last on the depth chart. So I thought the writing was on the wall maybe for Kiewikowski the second they signed Alexander. This depth chart is not a ringing endorsement for him. Um, I really think when it's said and done, Holcomb will be the – starting every down green dot type off the ball linebacker and Alexander and Roberts will rotate depending on situation team, etc. as the second one, Alexander's much more athletic, better in space, more explosive, I don't know about more explosive Roberts, a downhill thumper. So early down stuff is much more Robert's speed. Robinson's still a work in progress, but probably still makes the team, but he needs to prove to be reliable on special teams. Muse is a special teamer by trade, but he's a little stiff for me, you know, in, in straight line-ish. And Russell's made a lot of plays too. Like Russell could have a lot of preseason tackles. You know, I, I would think Robinson and Russell probably play a lot. 
I don't know what's going to happen to Kiewikowski. I mean, he might have to stick on teams only and be a depth guy, but he's not terrible. Um, but the fact that he's fourth here is a little surprising and not great for him. Um, quick break here, and we will talk about the secondary. All right, I'm not concerned about the secondary depth, but I'm like an injury away from being concerned about the secondary depth. You know, we got Minka's a starting free, obviously. But strangely, they're starting strong. They listed both KZ and Keanu Neal, which implies, and I think this is the case, that all of those guys will play a lot. They'll play a plenty of three safety packages. I should have even mentioned Neil when we talked about off-the-ball linebackers. He might even be a nickel linebacker when it's all said and done. So those are your starters. I would bet when the season ends, assuming health, which I don't know that we can with KZ, the KZ outsnaps Neil. And they're not similar. Uh, I definitely think if Minka were to go down, you know, knock on wood there, the KZ would be the immediate replacement at free. But he's listed at strong because he's basically a starter opposite Minka. And I want—I think they want their safeties to be a little more interchangeable, not true free, true strong. You know, I mean, like, I don't think they want the Seattle Cam Chancellor in the box, Earl Thomas, steep middle. I think they'd rather have two interchangeable, versatile dudes. And Neil can play too high, but is really more the Cam Chancellor in that equation. Trey Norwood is listed as Minka's backup. He's also very much in the slot mix. He has to be great on teams. Miles Killebrew is great on teams, maybe as good as anyone on the team and is making the football team. He's listed as the backup strong. But if he never plays a defensive snap all year, the Steelers will be very happy. Um, Trenton Thompson is behind him. And a really intriguing guy behind Norwood is third on the free free safety pecking order right now is Kenny Robinson from Wilkinsburg. He got booted out of two different schools. He has some off-the-field baggage, but he was the first player ever drafted straight from the XFL, so by the Panthers. He's a really good athlete. He was a very highly recruited kid. He's making a lot of plays on the ball. No one benefited more from Minka's absence from camp or KZ's injury more than Kenny Robinson. So if he can walk the straight and narrow and do what he's told and stay out of trouble and all that stuff. And certainly make a name for himself on special teams. He could be in the mix. Don't sleep on Kenny Robinson. And of all these safeties, I'll definitely put a chip down that Kenny Robinson gets the most snaps in the preseason of any of the safeties. All right, let's talk corners. Start with a nickel. Chandon Sullivan is the starting nickel on the depth chart and really in practice followed by Elijah Riley, Duke Dawson. I expect to see a lot of Riley and Dawson in the preseason, and they show up every, you know, almost every practice too. I mean, they, they have some playmaking traits between them. I think both are truly slots. They're not edge guys, and maybe they need an injury to stick or something like that. I mean, that's kind of what I said about I'm an injury away from a D-back about being worried about the secondary or about the depth. Um, On the outside, to no surprise, the starters are Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson. 
But I do think there's a case. Porter is the direct backup on the depth chart to Peterson. If Porter Jr. becomes the player that we all think he can be and frankly looks like he will be, then Peterson might all of a sudden knock Chan Sullivan out of the slot duties or something along those lines or KZ plays the slot, you know. So if Porter shows he has to be out there, I think him and Wallace will be the outside guys. Peterson might play like that star position on those situations or do a lot of different things, even some safety. And so behind Wallace goes Pierre, Madre Harper, Isaiah Dunn. Behind Peterson, it goes Porter, Chris Wilcox, Luke Barku. Pierre's going to make this team too. I think in the end, he is his his role is really set in stone right now. He's your third, he's your fourth outside guy. Hopefully, never cast to be the second or third. Not that he's terrible, but that's you want him to be your fourth corner on the outside without the slot, core special teamer. Um, the rest of that crew, I probably didn't end at the best note because Wilcox, Barku, Dunn, and Harper are maybe the guys I know the least about that we've discussed today. Um, Barku, much like Elijah Riley and Duke Dawson, does seem to show up in camp, at camp, you know, with his hands on the ball more than his share, batting passes away, making plays. But there's an opportunity for Harper, Dunn, Wilcox, Barku, Dawson, Riley to make this team or more likely make the practice squad. And I wonder if you keep one less corner this year because you want to keep an extra D lineman or you want to keep an extra off the ball linebacker, you know, and you're going to keep four tight ends, you know. So I wonder if you're one maybe less at corner than you have been. And therefore, you keep an extra one or two on the practice squad. So those names may definitely you know, definitely could hook up on the practice squad too. But they'll play a lot. They'll play a ton of second half snaps. That that five some I just mentioned, and maybe one emerges. I mean, there is some opportunity there. So all right, um, I will be back tomorrow, and we will talk uh, whatever we talk about. Price Price Steeler practice. 